Today's episode is brought to you by Tenacity. The Tenacity founders have a lifetime of experience in healthcare and the food service industry. And in 2016, they provided Middle Tennessee State University with a $2.5 million grant to study the hemp plant and its all-natural benefits. Tenacity's CBD plus CBDA is amazing, and it's twice as good as CBD alone. They have a full range of products that can help you find the product in the form that's right for you. They have topicals, salves, sports sticks, soft gels, gummies, and tinctures are all available. Their customer reviews are their best stories. If you have time and are interested, read their reviews on their website to see how their products are changing people's lives. Satisfaction is guaranteed. Try Tenacity products for 30 days, and if you don't love it, they will give you a full refund. Go to tenacity.com and use code ACP to get 25% off at checkout. That's T-A-N-A-S-I dot com to get 25% off your first order when you use promo code ACP. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Today's subject matter that we're talking about is anxiety and technology. We'll be answering a listener's question. So let's get into the question that uh, our listener sent. Thank you, Rosemary, for your question. She says, I want to say that I really find the podcast quite helpful. I discovered it when I was feeling particularly vulnerable and bogged down by anxiety. So thank you for offering this free podcast. I had a suggestion request for a show topic, Anxiety and Technology. As a 29-year-old professional living in a major city, I find that the pressure that comes from constantly being reachable by email, social media, texts can be extremely triggering for a lot of us folks. On top of that, always seeing that the successes, seeing these successes and fabulous lives of my peers on my feed can bring up questions of insecurity about where I am with my own life, which is just not productive. As you know, the city is already such a competitive environment full of opportunities for judgment of myself and others. I found one of your walking meditations to be wonderful for this, by the way. 
I have developed my own coping mechanisms, turning my phone on airplane mode when I need a few hours of peace and inner reflection. But I'd love to hear you discuss this topic on your show and gauge how we can find a balance between how useful and or destructive new communication technology can be for our mental health. Thanks again, warmly, Rosemary. Rosemary, thank you for that um, wonderful note and wonderful topic question. It's a it's a great place for us to get started. And like I said, if you want more on the research, you can check those books out that I mentioned earlier. So Rosemary asks how to uh, regain balance. And I'd say that this is key because technology is here to stay, right? It's not going anywhere. And it's nothing that we need to um, push against. Uh, but we do we want to remember that we have the ability to control what technology we use and how much um, personal responsibility that is. And that begins with each and every one of us by knowing what we value. So this is going to come down to each person. And it gets very um, personal because we, like myself, I work from home and I work on my computer. Uh, so we, you know, we need it. It's a tool. But how much time am I going to spend on it uh, beyond my work? Many people with anxiety are also stuck in a digital rut. Uh, and I mean being enslaved to their devices. I see it with anxiety. Uh, these are strong words, I know. But if we look around, if you look around, you'll see it. You And I think you might even agree with me that people are becoming somewhat enslaved by their technology. I see it as a two-pronged thing. So both anxiety and constant connection, taking them as two separate things, are very similar in that with anxiety, we have the urge to be constantly scanning, right? Isn't that what our our brain is doing? Our mind is just, the brain is like scanning, looking, looking, looking for trouble usually. It's looking the for through the environment, the, our own mind, right? Looking at our own thoughts like that, scanning, scanning, and our feelings and sensations. We're scanning for possible danger all the time keeping the anxious person out of the present moment of joy and peace, because that's the only place we feel those things. So when we're constantly scanning for danger, we're just using up every moment. Now, the, and that's just us. That's an anxious person and, and how we work when we're in anxiety. And the digital addiction is the urge to be constantly scanning, but scanning screens. Uh, it may start as a distraction, just as anxiety scanning starts as an innocent way to remain safe, to feel in control. But both of these can spin out of control. With digital scanning, uh, we build in a new fear. We have the FOMO, right? The fear of missing out. And we begin to give more weight to our on-screen connections than our present moments. And of course, we're in the moment, we can be on the screen, but normally we're not. There is some distinction that happens there, some changes. So we, beca- we begin to have more connection with our screens than with the life that is right in front of us. And this boils down to who's in the driver's seat, right? And it, I can see it. I, I, I can see it in 
people that I'm out with. I can see it when I'm out in a coffee shop, restaurant. It doesn't matter where you go, the beach. You know, everybody's on their phone at the beach. And that's, I think, where it kind of blew me away because the beach is still a place where I like to be for mm, nature to kind of bathe myself in all that is nature and natural and having my phone with me would just feel really kind of off, but it's happening. So we got to see what's going on that's doing this. Who's in the driver's seat? You're in the driver's seat. Technology is not going to drive the bus. You might be letting it right now, but it's not the way that you're going to continue your life because there is great joy in having all of these technological advances and having these things at our fingertips. It's just amazing, but you have to stay in control so that you don't lose your own, so you don't lose yourself into them. So how do we take back the driver's seat, right? If you've already let go of a little bit of it, how do we steer the bus ourselves to where we want to go in our lives, not where technology wants to take us? So I have a couple of tips here. Number one, you want to put the phone away. I know you've heard it before. Not forever. You don't have to put it away forever. This isn't black and white thinking, right? We don't have to like have constantly on technology and the screens or never. There is a lot of gray area there. So put the phone away, but have certain times and places that are phone free zones for you or screen free zones. That's like me, the beach. Other places that are a good idea that you might want to incorporate in your own life is meal times. When you're at home or with the family, uh, when you're eating out with friends. And hey, your friends are your friends. They are there to be with you. So let them have your attention. And hopefully that works vice versa too. And if your, your crowd is into it, whether you guys can pile all your phones in the center of the table, I've seen this done, uh, and whoever takes their phone during the meal foots the bill. I think that's kind of a cute way to just keep an eye on our own selves, right? Let's see if your friends are into that with you. Resist the urge to photograph or video record everything. Instead, be with the awesome person, place, or thing that's right in front of you. This is something I had to catch myself on. I live... Uh, where I see the sunset at night over the West Maui Mountains, and it's gorgeous. And I will go out to sit out there and watch it, and I find myself running back in to get the phone to take a picture of it. You know what? I don't need to do that. I don't need to record that moment. I need to be with that moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Happy Mammoth. And you know, by supporting our sponsors, you're supporting us. So, If you are interested in using Hormone Harmony by Happy Mammoth, please visit happymammoth.com and use promo code ACP for 15% off your first order. Thanks for supporting us by supporting our sponsors. If you're going through menopause, perimenopause, and you just really don't feel like yourself right now, or if you are done with menopause, but you're still feeling like you have some of the hot flashes or racing thoughts and low moods, or still having trouble with your sleep, Hormone Harmony is the thing for you. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts that are called adaptogens. I'm a big fan of herbal adaptogens because they help the body to adapt to stressors such as chaotic 
hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. I'm excited to give Hormone Harmony a try myself. So for a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com by using code ACP at checkout. That's happymammoth.com with code ACP. Today's episode is brought to you by the Say More Podcast. We want to recommend the Say More Podcast, where in a special series, Boston Globe columnist Shirley Leong is opening up the conversation about stress and burnout to help listeners feel less alone and inspired to get help. She connects with an array of experts like Krista Tippett, who tells us how to find meaning and stillness in modern life and shares her own journey to finding silence and moments of peace. And Emily Nagoski on the ways stress lives in the body, the social pressures that make it worse, and how meaningful the quest to releasing stress can be. Plus, Kale Newport on how to be more productive and creative in an overstimulating world. The series uses medical science, social science, and philosophy to answer deep questions about how stress works on our bodies and our minds. And you'll come away with concrete strategies to work better and live better. Listen to Say More wherever you get podcasts. And the second tip I have is to trust your gut over Google. For example, I mean, be with your gut instinct, your gut choice on things like a movie or restaurant uh, or even an idea versus Googling for all of the reviews or the, the latest and the greatest or all of the best opinions on the World Wide Web. Along with trusting your gut over Google, you want to let your symptoms be. You know, we all, not all, but a lot of people with anxiety have health anxiety. So one of the best ways to break that is to not Google. So trust your gut over Google. Your gut is saying, okay, there's something wrong. So maybe your anxiety is saying, blowing it up into a very big thing. One of the best things you can do is to give it 24 to 48 hours, because I believe that you know if it's a true emergency. If it's something that you believe you can let wait, don't Google it. Stay with your gut. Give it 24 to 48 hours and see if it resolves on its own. The body is amazing. Google, not so much. This tip will help you be with a capital B, capital E. It'll help you to be you, not the best review of the masses. Number three, eliminate the sense of urgency that the screens create. You know, because that really feeds anxiety, doesn't it? That sense of urgency. Learning to put things on the back burner will bring so much ease as they often take care of themselves, just like giving yourself 24 to 48 hours to see if a symptom doesn't work its way out on its own. You know, we got to not have that sense of urgency that the screen is creating with us. We want to put things on the back burner and see if things, some things can take care of themselves without our immediate attention. And I call this a divine procrastination because 
sometimes when you put that stuff on the back burner, you come up with an even better solution by just giving it some space and some time. And number four, set your own time frame for being available. You know what I mean? Like have your own hours that you're available for work, including when you're home. I mean, you know, do they really expect you to email them back? Set some boundaries and check it, check it out if there are expectations on you for when you should be available. And really set some boundaries on that. I see people totally overworking themselves and set it with friends, family, everything. Boundaries. You know, have the time frames when you can be available. Good boundaries serve everyone. You know, you can do as Rosemary mentioned in her email, turning the phone on airplane mode to grab a few hours of peace and quiet. Or you can do like I do. I turn my phone ringer off and notifications are always off. And when I, I turn the ringer off when I need to read or write. Actually, I like keeping my phone in another room so that I don't grab it because I, you know, people were working on the computer and looking at our phone at the same time. It's just too much and we get distracted and we don't know quite where we were. And another tip to do that, to, to, um, set your own time frame for when you're available is to add into your life activities that you can't take your phone with you, right? Like you swimming, surfing, dancing, playing music, recording music, or recording anything. Can't just be looking at your phone all the time. Try that. And number five, turn off notifications while working on the computer. Being interrupted costs a lot in both time and creativity. And if you read those books that I mentioned, you'll really, you'll be quite amazed at uh, what distraction can do to us. Resist the urge to answer all the distractions or take your work offline if you can. Writing on paper, reading and researching with physical books if that's possible. It's just to switch it up and feel the difference. It's a different way of learning, a different way of being creative. Number six, start the day right. You know, you want to build a morning routine that is life-enhancing versus checking your, whether it be your email or your Facebook, so whether it's work or social, you want to build in quiet entry into the day, if at all possible. And that may mean waking and and stretching. It may mean sitting with your coffee and or tea and savoring it or enjoying your breakfast without the distraction of the screens. Enjoy the sights and the sounds that are around you in the morning, especially if you go for a walk or a run versus checking email. Yeah, I see it. Uh, I can't do it personally. I don't think I could walk and type at the same time, but that's just me. But I see people doing it all the time. And so if you're out for your morning walk or your morning run, you know, leave your phone in your back pocket, have it for an emergency, but Try to enjoy your surroundings. Be where you are. Take your time back. Take time back into your own hands. Question. You know, I'm from the 60s. You know, we had a thing of questioning authority. And now I want to say, like, question the status quo. You don't have to go along. 
Like, does it feel good to you? And if it feels good, what level does it feel good? Is it feeding an addiction or is it, or is it feeding you, your soul, your being? Is that what you want to be doing? Okay, everybody. Remember, be you. Don't forget those books by Sherry Turkle, Reclaiming Connection, The Power of Talk in a Digital Age, and Alone Together, Why We Expect More from Technology and Less from Each Other. Again, both of them are on Audible. And now for today's quote. It is a serious thing just to be alive on this fresh morning in this broken world. And that's from Mary Oliver. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com. 